Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. You can find me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. I would love to hear all your thoughts, comments, and feedback on how to make the Pulling Tart Podcast better. That's where you can talk to me about coming on as a potential guest as well. Seriously, though, hit me up. I'm on lockdown here in Delaware. (laughs) I'd like to welcome on a very special guest, Nathan Beliva, Like many of us in minor league baseball, Nathan wears multiple hats. He is the director of media, baseball operations, and community engagement for the Peoria Chiefs, single-A affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. Can't wait to catch up with Nathan right after this break. My dog is snoring right now. <laughs> Here, I'll show him. Living his best life. There you go. Yep. He just nice. came he just came from doggy daycare. So, <laughs> they wore him out. Yep. Yep. All right. Nathan, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. What's the status of the Chiefs front office right now? Are you guys working from home? Yeah, we are. Thanks for having me and uh good to catch up with you again. Yeah, we're uh we went home last, uh, I guess, Friday. It was our first day working from home last Friday, um, oh, which wow. was the, the, the 19th. Um, and then the, the governor uh, of Illinois put in the um, shelter at home the next day. Oh. So, um, you know, so thir- Thursday we had kind of decided from work that it was, you know, your choice. Um, a lot of us chose to, to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Bradley season had ended the day before. They had sent their players home. Okay. Um, you know, the high school games we knew, because we were supposed to have a high school game just this Monday, the 23rd, um, but we knew those games had been had been canceled. So there wasn't a whole lot physically to do at the ballpark. So we spent um, last Tuesday, Wednesday, um, we, we sanitized the entire ballpark. Um, okay. We went downstairs to the, uh, to the clubhouses. Um, since Bradley was done, we had their clubhouse as well. So, um, yeah, we had, we had interns on hand. We had full-time staff, went down there, sanitized everything, uh, sanitized all the suites. We had 20 of those, um, some of the other rooms upstairs. Uh, then we, then we, you know, we locked everything down and put the caution tape over it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that nobody will go in there until, you know, it, we get the all clear and it's time to go in there. But yeah, we're all, we're all working from home, um, you know, trying to trying to crush social media the best that we can. Yeah, uh, you know, our salespeople are reaching out to especially those that had games booked in uh, in April, right. um, you know, and, and even into early May at this point, and, and reaching out to those contacts. Our, our corporate guys are finding out what we can do to help um, help our partners. A lot of them that are food oriented, we've been putting up posts of you know, hey. Chick-fil-A is, is delivery or Buffalo Wild Wings is pickup and uh, some of the local places uh, around Peoria that the national audience won't know, but letting them know that those are those are pickup places. Um, right. You know, we, we've, we've got a couple going for our banks, you know, letting them know like, hey, these these banks are drive through only or uh, you can still use the ATMs here, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So really just kind of kind of reaching out with our, our community, our partners there, you know, being a, a good community uh, leader and, and partner, um, you know, civic wise and, and community wise. And then, um, you know, the, the tough part is this is the time of the year and, and you know this where you're usually knee deep into bios and media guides. Mm-hmm. And we, we were knee deep into that. And then it's kind of like, well, is that really a priority right now? You know, are there other things I can do with my time? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because do, do I need to research bios when who knows when we're going to play? And, you right. know, you know, who knows now player wise, you know, if that will affect who's coming here and, and those sorts of things. So the good news is uh, my intern Cody has done <clears throat> probably 80% of those player bios. Um, you know, so when we do get the notification that we're ready to go, we'll kind of, 
hit the ground running and be ahead of the game there. Yeah. Um, I put a pause, I put a pause on the media guide for this week. I'll probably get back to it, you know, next week or the week after. But I wanted to help out with social media and and all that kind of stuff this week and 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 see how we could really entertain people that are home because I know all of Illinois is at home. Yeah. Uh, Missouri, where the Cardinals are based, is at home. Um, you know, the, the states around us are for the most part are at home. So that's where our fans lie. Um, getting our merchandise out has been big the last few weeks because people can still online shop. Um, oh, yeah. You know, if they got some money to spend. So, um, you know, that's kind of where, where my focus has gone and, and where we've gone as an organization. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, staying involved in the community and on social media, that's really all you can do at this point. Um, right. Yeah, just trying to make things right with your spar- sponsors and your partners and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I know the the community of Peoria probably really appreciates that. Yeah, you know, that that's the game plan for us and just kind of kind of keep our name out there and to let people know that we're here if they need anything and and all of that. You know, we, we've got to make good with some of those sponsors that we're expecting to be, you know, included in 70 home games, um, you know, if, if we're now not going to get 70 home games. So right. I know that's been a, a league-wide thing and a minor league-wide thing of how do you take care of, especially the ones that, that were going to be new, you know, the people mm-hmm. that have been around for four, five, six years. They know what we do. They know what we can do for their company. Um, but we had a we, we've got a brand new corporate sales guy um, and, and Ben Garrett who, who joined us from the Michigan International Speedway in the off season oh, wow. and, and he a lot of new contacts mm-hmm. um, and got us a lot of companies that we haven't worked for worked with before some some chains you know like Portillos um, you know and in, in, in places like that Ooh, love area. me some Portillos yeah. man yeah there you go you're Ooh. you're missing that on the East Coast now yep yep sure am. In some local places too, and uh, and we had you know obviously some giveaways that that'll be missed uh, you know in April and May. So you know he's he's digging deep to figure out how we can we make good with some of those new sponsors, and and that's just you know we had a brainstorming on it um, as a staff on on Zoom yesterday, and um, you know we're gonna do a we're gonna do our we we do a podcast as well. Um, we started last year. We're on t- episode twenty two, and it's gonna be a lot about the sponsors when we record that here in the next 48 hours or so because okay. we want to let them know that, you know, we're here for them and, and we're not forgetting about them either. So, you know, that's a big thing community-wise because in, in communities like Peoria, like like Beloit where you mm-hmm. were, like Delmarva, you know, the, it, it's those sponsors, whether it's locally owned national chains like Taco Bell and Jimmy John's and Portillo's or it's the local places like here, the Hungry Moose, uh, that's a partner of us and, uh, you know, our, our banks and Busey Bank and CEFQ and, and stuff like that. Those are the companies that allow us to be able to do what we do, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it, whether it's doing X amount of bobbleheads or X amount of fireworks shows or bringing in um, former cardinals, former chiefs, um, uh, celebrity acts, whatever it might be, we wouldn't be able to do that w- without the partnership of those people buying a wall sign or buying Absolutely. a group or a suite or a, a website ad or a radio ad or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So, in, in this spot right now, we got to make sure we, we take care of them and let them know that you know we're we're ready to go for bat to bat for them, just like they will for us when our season does resume. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly this is affecting all of baseball sports right now but it's affecting every industry um so go out there guys support all your local restaurants um and local stores if you can um nathan i know you're a big sports fan um you're into pretty much everything including international soccer which i can (laughs) certainly respect that grew up playing soccer myself um what are you doing during this time to keep busy with no sports it's man oh man it's so bad like hitting that hitting that march madness like when you i I don't think we all realized what exactly was happening until 11 a.m central and noon eastern uh hit last thursday yeah and, and the ball wasn't being tipped and we weren't we weren't getting a, a 14 over a three or, a, you know, yeah. checking our brackets and checking our work brackets and all that. That That's when I think that's when reality kind of slapped us all in the face. If we yeah. hadn't dealt with it, you know, if, if we didn't know somebody who, who had been, um, you know, afflicted with the virus yet. I think that's when it kind of got us all right. um, Thursday. Obviously, as we record this today, we should all be watching opening day Major League Baseball exactly. right now on this Thursday. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, missing that. 
you know, missing, missing the, my English soccer games and, and the end of college basketball and, um, you know, obviously baseball, that, that's been tough. So um, I'm, I'm not a huge video game guy. Like I, I, my, I think the last system I bought was a, was a PS2 like 20 <laughs> years ago. So I'm way behind there. I know a lot of the, the, the good thing is our stadium ops guy has the PS4. So he played, he put as many former Chiefs in the Cardinals lineup as he could nice. and, and, and played a game. Uh, sent it to me. We used a little technology. Um, I did play-by-play the whole game. It's it's 59 minutes. Play-by-play um, <laughs> play the whole game. I threw in as many sponsors as I could. We we had a Hardy strikeout, for example. We had a, wow. uh, a Jimmy John stolen base reference. Uh, seven hits got you a gift certificate to Hucks. You know, yep. we did. All, I did all that stuff. I had it all written down. Uh, we actually just put that on the Chiefs YouTube page um, and, and and out on our, our Twitter at PRE Chiefs. So if people want to check that out, they can. But yeah, he played the whole game. Um, you know, he, he he took guys like like Nolan Gorman, who was with us last year, and Dylan Carlson, guys that haven't made the majors yet. He put them in the lineup just so we had some former Chiefs. That's and, awesome. Uh, it, it was it was awesome. So I think we're gonna do a few of those. So we we've been doing that. Um, the cool thing we did, and we borrowed this from a couple other sources because that's what you do in minor league sports. Yeah, I know Drew Buck did this and a, and a couple of AAA teams, but we asked uh, people in the area when when the weather was sixty degrees the last two days. We said, "Hey, you know, if you're outside with your kids, send us some some plays and send us some stuff for them having fun in the yard." And I saw that. We'll do, that was we'll awesome. Play by play of it. So yeah, we had a we had we had a little four year old who did one of the best bat flips I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> We had another kid who hit the ball, went and picked it up, and I think my call on that was, I don't think that's allowed, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, he went, he hit the ball, he went and picked it up, and ran around the bases carrying the ball, uh, which was great. But yeah, we had a, uh, you know, we had ten, fifteen of those, had some fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've just been trying to do what we can social media wise. Um, you know, I, I've I've caught up on just about everything that was on my DVR at this point. So um, <laughs> I'm a big Food Network guy. So I okay. had uh, a couple of. Uh, a couple of old episodes there off of uh, different food uh, competitions and, and stuff like that. So I caught up on all that. I was like three or four episodes behind in Lego Masters. So I caught up on that. Um, uh, I started that Hunter show on uh, Amazon Prime last weekend with Al Pacino. I watched like two episodes of that, I think, and probably get back into that this weekend. So, um, and, and oh, the, the Eagles uh, show that uh, the All or Nothing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Eagles. So I watched that. So yeah, I've I've been uh, been kind of hunkered down here. Uh, I've got a little office in in my basement, and um, just kind of been hunkered down there doing that. And um, yesterday, thankfully, it was finally good enough to go outside. So I I, uh, I went and sat out on the the patio and smoked a cigar and uh, got a little fresh air. For All the right. first time in a week. Yeah, but yeah. You know that that's that's about it. It's been it's been uh, been not fun. Yeah, yeah. It it's definitely not fun. I've been catching up on. Everything that I've wanted to watch on Netflix, yep. um, right? You know, hashtag Tiger King. Uh, you know, I listened. To, I listened to that podcast last year. That that's the great thing, and I, I know we'll talk about road trips and stuff. But that's the really great thing about traveling around the Midwest League on a bus is um, I, I listened to a ton of podcasts all summer long. Yeah, and that was one that was like. 14, 15 episodes last summer, um, and I remember catch. I remember finishing that walking around outside the hotel in Cedar Rapids, and I was like, no way this actually happened. There's not a chance that this is a real, real story. And, like, I remember listening to the last two episodes, and then I went into the ballpark at Cedar Rapids, and I asked Morgan, I was like, have you ever listened to this? He was. He looked at me like I was crazy. I was trying to give him, like, the Cliff Notes version of yeah. what I had just listened to on this podcast. So I'm glad it's a Netflix show now, and, and other people are kind of catching up. I haven't started it yet, and I, I know the whole story, but... I think seeing it visually might even be a little bit more wacko than uh, uh, listening to the podcast was last summer. It's simple. You put true crime and you put tigers together, yeah. and it yeah. just makes for the yeah. number one Netflix yeah. docu series ever. And, and weird and weird people. Yeah, for, <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But you've yeah. only worked with one team, right? You've been with the Chiefs since 2003? In minor league baseball, true. Actually, I, I interned here in 2002. Okay. Um, so on, on the air as a broadcaster since 03, correct. But okay. Yeah, uh, Fantastic. Inter- interned here in 02 when I was going to the University of Florida for grad school. Um, I wanted to get back close to home. I'm from Springfield, Illinois, which mm-hmm. is a little bit over an hour from here. So that got me close. 
um, during my internship year. And uh, yeah, then they, they offered me a job and I guess it was February of uh, 03 when they brought the radio in house because it had been outsourced to Fox Sports Radio before that. Okay. Uh, and so they brought radio in house and the media department in house and offered me a, a job in, in February of 03. Um, so I had to I had to defer my uh, my thesis for my master's. So I came up here and started uh, at the end of March. Then I ended up graduating in December of 03 okay. instead of in because I had to go back I had to go back down there in November and make my big presentation and, uh, you know, PowerPoint and internet and all that stuff, yep. um, down in Gainesville. So I went down there over Thanksgiving break, made my presentation, um, and then, and then graduated in December instead of in May so that I could start here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I've been, I've been here, been here full time since, uh, since March of three, but involved in the organization since, uh, since April of O two. That's amazing. Considering, um, I know I've been a part of three organizations and many other people, you know, we, people in minor league baseball move around. Um, right. But what has kept you in Peoria all of these years and what makes Peoria and the chiefs worthwhile to stick around? Yeah, you know, I, I actually get that question a lot. Um, you know, there's one guy on staff now who's been here longer than me, our box office manager, Ryan, uh, has been here since 2000. I think I think 2000 was Chris Merring's first year in Wisconsin, so I think okay. he's the only one in, in the league that's got me um, uh, beat out as far as, uh, you know, tenure with the current team. But, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 just, I love it here. You know, the, the baseball is, uh, is big. You know, we're right at that dividing line where we're – half apologies to the few white Sox fans that are out there and i have some really good friends that are but um you know the the peoria is like 50 percent cubs 50 percent cardinals and right. um i know the math doesn't work but then you get a few white Sox fans uh you know to, to go over 100 percent and obviously you get the people that are especially from caterpillar uh or that come to bradley university and stay in peoria that are from other places and and bring in the fandoms of you know, all the other teams as well, but it's majority Cubs Cardinals. It's a fun rivalry. So, you know, you get that part of it here. The organization has been great to me. You know, I'm, I'm full time, which is not the case in, in, in all minor league spots. Um, I, I don't do sales, which is also not the same in a lot of minor league spots. Okay. Yep. Uh, I have the free, I have the freedom to do a lot of, because as, as you know, as we, as we know, salaries and minor league sports aren't, uh, you know, six figure numbers, uh, Preach. you know, but, yeah, um, but I, I get the freedom to do a lot of other things, you know, and, and that started with my, my my first team president, GM Rocky Vanak, and it's continued on now mm-hmm. through Jason Mott, where, um, you know, I I think I'd like to think that I, I show a hard enough work ethic and, and all of that during the hours that we do and, and, and through my regular job. But I've got freedom to go do games for high school, for colleges, um, you know, other sports, all that stuff. Sometimes I might have to leave on a Friday a couple hours early or – um, you know, when it's state finals time, I might need a day off here and there to, to do games that start at 11 a.m. or whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and they've been great. they've been great with that. So that that's a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I did I did attempt, especially earlier on, um, I, I did attempt to uh, to move on. Um, you know, I, I was a finalist at a couple of spots in, in both double A and triple A. Oh, wow. Uh, that it just didn't a couple couple of them. Um, I said no because they were seasonal positions. Yeah. Um, to where I would have been, you know, moving and, and moving back or, or having to find other things there in the off season or whatnot. Uh, a couple of others that I really wanted, I, I did not, uh, did not get, um, you know, and, and a Happens couple of those games. Of us. Hap- yep, absolutely. And a couple of those spots, you know, they, they you know, it, it sucks to say it. It's a blow to your ego, but they picked the right person. Yeah. Um, you know, two of the guys that I lost out to are, are now major league broadcasters and, and one of them's on 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 nationally, so you know you, you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, I get it, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know so, so that you know, like I said, it's, it's it sucks to the ego, but but that happens. Um, you know, my my family's like I said, an hour and twenty minutes away from here. Um, you know, my my brother, my nephew's ten. Uh, my brother and sister in law there. My parents are there. Um, and, and until last year, you know, my my grandmother was was still alive and was living there. So it was. Um, you know, it was important to me to, to be somewhat close to them so you can right. spend, uh, you know, birthdays and Christmas. And, you know, they come up, my parents come up to probably five, six, seven games a year, you know, mm-hmm. usually once a month and, and spend the night up here. And, and, and you know, Peoria is cool, too. There's a lot of stuff to do here. I, I now own a house. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's that that's cool. Um, you know, and, and, and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, you know, just just kind of a little bit of everything. 
got some good friends here and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, the dream is still to work in the major leagues. And if I've got to leave here to, to do a stop in double A AA or triple A to do that, then, then absolutely I'll do that. But, sure. um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to leave just to leave, which I know in our industry, uh, a lot of people do that. You know, they, they think that, Oh, I can't be that, that place for somewhere for five years or my five year plan didn't work. I got to go. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the case. So, right. um, you know, I, I think that, the way technology is going, the way some of these teams are going, you know, we, we've seen guys go from single A to triple A or single A straight to the major leagues. And, uh, you know, there have been guys from our league that have done it. Jeff Hem in Nashville mm-hmm. was straight from King County. Uh, Alex Cohen in, in Iowa was straight yep. from uh, from Bowling Green. Um, you know, there, there's been a few others. And, and apologies to those that, that I missed there. But, um, you know, th- those are uh, a couple of them, and and you know it, it, that's that's doable now. Where maybe a few years ago it wasn't. You had to go two years in a spot and, and keep going. But the way that right. industries moved with technology, I, I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, I can certainly respect being close to home. That was one of the you know many reasons I chose to move back to the East Coast. Um, I mean, now granted, I'm still five hours from home for me but um certainly a lot closer than beloit was which was 12 hours right so (laughs) so i can certainly respect that um like i said in the intro you wear a lot of different hats can you give the listeners some insight into your daily duties both in the season and in the off season yeah, you know, in in, uh, in, in the offseason, it, it's a little bit of everything. We've got 10 full-time staff members, which is probably right in the middle of the Midwest League. Yep. I know, like, when you were in Beloit, you guys had three or four in Burlington. <laughs> yeah. uh, Clinton are kind of in the same. And then you get mm-hmm. to some teams like Dayton and, and Lansing and Fort Wayne and, and, you know, West Michigan that are in the high 20s or 30s. So, um, you know, we, we do a little bit of everything with uh, with marketing, help out with promotions, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. I, I book all of our travel. Um, so working with the bus company, uh, working with the hotels in, in each of the cities that we go to, uh, Burlington's a commuter for us, but we stay in all the rest of the, the cities. So wherever the schedule has got us going, the good thing there is that the, the home team tells us where we're staying. Yep. Um, so it's not like we have to go hotel hunting, which is great. Right. Uh, you know, some, some, um, you know, like hockey teams or, or college teams have to do that and, and go out there and hotel hunt and find the best deal. So I'm yeah. glad we don't have to do that part of it. Um, you know, but we still got to reach out and make all those arrangements, do all that kind of stuff. Um, media wise, I'm, I'm in charge of kind of everything there um, from from social media to press releases to, um, you know, the, the website's run by Alice and our creative services person. But mm-hmm. I still I still put up our news or our press releases. She moves things around, um, kind of puts them where they need to go. Uh, all, all of that good stuff. But um you know, I, I take care of that. She she does all the graphics, and I do all the writing. So we kind of kind of work as a team, and yeah. and that standpoint, uh, any kind of voiceover stuff we need for for videos or um, you know all all that kind of stuff, I, I do all that. And then uh, starting in, I guess it was twenty seventeen, I picked up all of our community relations. So okay. um, that that was the last addition to my my job description. Uh, and that definitely keeps me busy in the off season, getting our mascot out in the community, um, you know, getting all of our charities taken care of. We donated over uh, 300,000. I think it was 360,000 is where we were at last year in uh, in donations, whether it be financial uh, tickets uh, or, oh, or wow. fundraising efforts. So um, we were in the top half of the Midwest League in, in that category. And that's something that we, we've doubled in the last three years since I started doing that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of what we've done there, but, um, you know, handling all of our donations, um, getting players out when we're in season, getting our mascot or, or myself, our GM, uh, our sales director, whoever it might be that needs to go speak at Rotary or Kiwanis or, um, read the schools, uh, take part in reading weeks. Um, you know, we, we were ringing the bells uh, at the mall at yep. Salvation Army in the, in the winter. We did, a. Uh, we wrapped presents for seniors this year. Um, we did a food bank day, you know, all that kind of stuff. I coordinate all of that and, and set that all up. So that's all the – that's year-round, actually, you yeah. know, with that because we get players here, we're doing that stuff and, and things in season. Unfortunately, we've had to cancel about eight events, um, you know, last week, this week, and next week with schools out um, and, and obviously not wanting to have – uh, our, our mask got out in the public right now. So, sure. uh, you know, hopefully some of those events get rescheduled because I know a couple were 
where walks and uh, fundraisers and, right. and those charities are going to need our help. So, um, you know, in season, it, it's pretty typical to, to most broadcasters. I'm handling game notes. Um, I'm getting ready for the broadcast, dealing with players, uh, coaches, managers, local media. We have three TV stations that cover us regularly and just a local newspaper um, who, who's at games, you know, frequently, um, you know, a couple of radio stations that, that come out. So, you know, getting player interviews, getting interviews for players for, for their uh, stuff back home, mm-hmm. you know, local for back home, all, all that good stuff. Uh, and then getting ready for the broadcast. We're on MILB TV now, which started a couple of years ago. So that changes the game a little bit because now fans uh, fans can see, uh, right. you know, what, what you're calling, um, you know, with, with all of that stuff. So, um, you know, the, we, we're doing all that, social media. And then uh, game recaps in charge of that, you know, home and, and road, all, all that good stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, it cer- certainly sounds like you have your hands full. Um, but – I, I this wasn't on the outline that I gave you, but I just wanted to comment. So I've been to Peoria one time, and that yeah. was for the All Star game. Yep. And I just wanted to touch on the dueling pianos. That was the <laughs> coolest thing I've seen at an All Star game. It was outside the box. It was awesome. Um, yep. Everybody enjoyed it. Um, don't know if you have any comments or anything, but I just yeah. wanted to put that out That's- there. That, that's our that's our thing. Um, so our, our our former GM and president Rocky Benakin, uh, who now works at Bradley University, he retired in 2017. But back in I think it was '09 uh, in our promo our, our staff promo meetings in the off season, that was his big idea. He had just been to a dueling pianos thing. There's not a, um, a Howl at the Moon or anything like that here mm-hmm. in Peoria. There's one in St. Louis and in Chicago and places like that. So we're trying to figure out how we could do it. And, and, uh, you know, so we, we brainstormed about it. Um, we, we talked to some local music shops, a couple guys gave us some ideas, but we couldn't find anybody. Um, and then somebody on our staff was at one of the casinos down, down in St. Louis and, and they had them that day, got the contact info. And that guy was like, absolutely. I'm a huge baseball fan. He's a Cardinal season ticket holder. We were a Cubs affiliate at the time, but he didn't care. And so they came up and started playing that summer. Uh, we put one. We, we built a, a little protective shield um, and, and put them on top of the dugout so they wouldn't get hit by foul balls. Yeah. Had one each. We plugged them into our audio. Uh, but yeah, Spanky Entertainment out of St. Louis. They do a great job. They've been here now every year since then. So that's eleven years running. Some years, twice a year. Uh, they were at the All Star Game. Great Lakes, the, the Loons. I, I think after the All Star Game, we're like we're taking them. So they go and they they go all the way up to Michigan and do Great Lakes like two three games in a row. Um, oh wow! Somebody else got them from us too. I don't remember who now off the top of my head, but they, they played a bunch of those games. Um, so yeah, they, they come every year. They're on the schedule this year for July. They're great. They're on they're on Inst- Instagram. They they promote everything. Um, they they come out. They do all media. They do the pregame show. Um, they they do all that stuff. But they play everything. They'll, they'll learn our player if we tell them, um, you know, long enough in advance. They'll they'll learn our players' walk up songs. Wow. Um, uh, they'll, they'll do all that stuff. Um, they, they we when we were a Cubs affiliate, we used to play Jump uh, when we took the field mm-hmm. by Van Halen. So they learned. You know, they, they obviously knew that, so they played it. Uh, the last few years, our our seventh inning stretch song. Um, you know, it, we we would do different things with that. Um, but they would they would always uh, would always learn that and, and and do that song. Our we had a run song, which was that Venga Boys um, Six Flags song. Okay. Uh, every time we scored, we played that. So they learned that. And they paid attention and and would play that. Uh, they played Jump on It, which was our seventh inning stretch song. Um, you know all all that stuff. They they pretty much just having fun. You know, playing base, playing piano during baseball. They'll stick around. They play through the fireworks. They'll take some requests. Yeah, um, you know, and, and play after it, it's great, man. They do a fantastic job, and um, you know, it's something, it's something we're we're really proud of because it was, it hadn't been yeah. done, you know, and, and and some teams copied us, which is cool to yeah. see. And, uh, was, you know that yeah. that goes back a decade now. It's awesome. Yeah, it was certainly outside the box, and I loved it. Um, also, shout out to I think the bar is called Hoops. Is that a, a, yeah. a sponsor yeah, yeah. of yours? They're so, not, but yeah, they're right across from the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, yeah. shout out to Hoops. Um, love that <laughs> place. Four a.m. There you yep, go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Um, so you run a lot of the chief social media. Um, speaking of someone who's ran social media for um, minor league teams for you know eight years, what's the weirdest comment or message you've seen while running the chief social media? You know, I, I, I was thinking about it after after I, I saw your question on that. We get a bunch of different things because we get um, we, we get mixed up with the Kansas City Chiefs a lot. So <laughs> okay. there, will, there will be times where um, we get tagged and it's like, wait, what are they talking about? And it's like, oh, the you know, obviously not as much this year, but you know, a couple of years ago, it's like, oh, the Chiefs blew a lead or whatever. Right. We'll, we'll get tagged on that, which is weird because the name Peoria is in our handle. Yes. It's not like it's just at Chiefs. Um, <laughs> you know, so. So that's definitely happened. Um, the, the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry is fierce, so uh, I think it's safe to say there are some Cardinals fans who don't like the fact that we will promote, um, you know, that Javi Baez played here or that Joe Madden managed here, sure. um, especially when we were giving away their bobbleheads. Um, so we would get some uh, mm. not very uh, tasteful comments on that, and mm-hmm. it happens the other way too where – We'll, we'll post something and Cubs fans will tell us to go back to being a Cubs affiliate and, and they won't tell us so nicely. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so those, those kinds of things happen. Um, you know, and, and I think this probably happens to most teams, but we get the, we get the weird family comments too, like where people think that we're the ones that aren't putting their brother in the four spot yeah. or, uh, you know, sent, the, sent their kid down to short season and like we didn't have anything to do with that, but right. we'll get those we'll get those messages of how can you be playing Bobby instead of Nathan, you know? And it's yep. like, uh, I'll go ask our manager. I don't really know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like where, where that comes from. Like, Oh, so-and-so is hitting 180. Why is he still playing? It's like, um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> let me go ask somebody. So, right. you know, you get, you get those weird kind of things for sure. Um, you know, and, and, the, and then the people who just, um, you know, unfortunately, in, in this this time, there are still people who don't know how minor league baseball works in terms of player promotions or trades or player demotions, mm-hmm. um, you know, or that or that we don't pay the players' salaries or um, you know things like that, and we'll get tagged in, in some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as far as that goes, so um, you know, I, I think that's some of the weird stuff is just people that are um, you know maybe misinformed or confused, but yeah, us. Us getting blamed for the Kansas City Chiefs blowing a lead in like November of one year is still my, um, you know, st- still my, still my favorite because I don't know how they typed out the whole word Peoria without realizing that we weren't in Kansas City. Yeah, um, you know, because wow. that's that's not close. But yeah. uh, we got stuck in somebody's thread for like an hour, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was that's like great. I was like, well. Turn on this Chiefs game and watch the end of that instead of watching my Packers because if I'm going to get tweeted about it, I at least want to know what's going on. Right, (laughs) right, right. Um, uh, So it was definitely cool for me to do the PA announcing at at Miller Park in Milwaukee. I did it twice. Um, And can you go into a little detail about the experience of calling two games on the air at historical Wrigley Field? Wrigley Field, if you guys have never been, if any listeners have never been, go. When this whole coronavirus thing goes, you know, by the wayside, go to Wrigley Field. That's all I have to say. It's it's amazing. It's different. It's, I mean, Miller Park was cool in its own right, don't get me wrong, but there's something to be said about the historical factor of Wrigley Field and the fact that it's in a neighborhood. Um, yeah. So can you can, can you just go into the experience about that? Yeah, you know, it, it was really cool. And, and I was fortunate to get to do four straight years in a major league facility because we hosted King County in 08. We played against Wisconsin at Miller in 09. We hosted King County at Wrigley in 10, and then we played against Wisconsin and Miller in 11. Okay. So um, I got to do four straight. The the Wrigley games were always in July in the middle of summer, and the Wisconsin games were always in April. So it was like our second road trip of the year, yeah. which was great for them because there would have been like, you know, 900 people mm. or, you know, whatever it is in April, especially if it's snowing. And instead, we've got the roof closed, and there's – the, the first game at Miller had like 17,000, which yep. you're obviously not going to get uh, at, at a minor league place. But right. yeah, the, the, the Wrigley game, uh, one of our staff members uh, who, who unfortunately has since on passed away, but 
Um, he actually said it as a joke in, in one of our Monday meetings um, when, when our, our president, our GM, or somebody was like, "Yeah, anybody got any off the wall ideas? Um, we're gonna, we're going to talk to the Cubs next week." And and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, why don't you ask if we can play a game there?" And we all laughed. And our president brought it up to whoever he met with with the Cubs, just like at the end of the meeting, like when they were walking out. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, "I think that's a great idea." And he was like, let me talk to our people and I get back to you. The next thing we know, we're on for July. Like we had to keep it hidden for like two or three months or keep it a secret. Um, you know, because we had to, we had a, uh, it had to be a game against Kane County because they're in that market. Yep. Uh, you know, and then we were trying to figure out what game it should be. Should it be the first game of a series or the last game of a series? Because you don't want to go up in the middle. You know, so we were working with like days of the week. And all of that stuff, um, you know, and then it all just it built to a perfect storm. It, it never would have happened if Ryan Sandberg wasn't our manager. That was his second year, um, you know, with us. So if he wasn't our manager, I don't think it ever would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was the unfortunate part that we got into a massive brawl with Dayton uh, five days before we played at Wrigley Field, where we were the lead story on Sports Center um with with linda Cohn and i don't remember who the other anchor was that's on there talking about our, our brawl where yeah we're, we're gonna lasted, get into that later yeah where it lasted for like 45 minutes so that was our next home game quote unquote uh after that because we went from dayton to fort wayne and then we went to then we went straight to wrigley and played them miller life put a sign up in the outfield that said play nice which wow. was really fun um, so That's we, you know, so we did that, but we had, we had 32,000 people there, man. It, 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 it was crazy. Um, I, I was, I host a pregame show on field, uh, at our place and have since 05 that's on the video board. Wrigley at the time had no video board, but they still wanted me to do the on field show because they wanted us to do everything we would do for a normal home game. Yeah. So I was down there interviewing our farm director and just like they put it, they put the, the microphones over the speakers to 32,000 people, but there was like no video board. Yeah. So like that part was kind of weird. Cause like usually <laughs> we would do like a highlight or we would put a scoreboard up or whatever. Right. So it's just us talking and then, and then me and our team president talking, um, you know, so we did those interviews, but yeah, we're, we're throwing out softy balls and t-shirts and frisbees. And we had the famous chicken. And uh, second time we played there, we had the superstars and, uh, Oh wow. Our, our former owner, Pete Vanakin, uh, gave the eulogy at Harry Carey's funeral. So Harry's widow, Dutchie, was there and sang the seventh inning stretch with mm-hmm. Pete. Um, you know, we, we did all that. We had some – there were some former Cubs that were back, um, you know, there to support Rhino. He's out there signing autographs forever. Um, you know, we had – we were up in the WGN booth, which is so high. You're on, like, the fifth floor. Like, every ball that gets hit in the air you think is gone and then it's caught by, like, the second baseman. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a crazy vantage point to get used to. But we got the – you know, we got the food in the press box up at Wrigley, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were down in what used to be tiny locker rooms. I know they've renovated them at Wrigley the last few years and, and done a lot of work to that place. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we did all of that. We, we hit back-to-back homers. Brandon Geyer, who went on to play in the major leagues, uh, you know, had, had one of those, um, you know, and, and so we got to call those, which was great. And then um, all of a sudden it starts raining. And we're, we're in the ninth inning, tight game, 6-6, and, and it starts raining. We've got, I think, I think we had one out in the bottom of the ninth, and game gets called. And uh, we all had to get on the buses. We sat there for like 45 minutes, and it wasn't going to let up. And uh, they were going to do kids run the bases, too, because they wanted to go full minor leagues. So they were wow. going to let, like, 20,000 kids go out there and run the bases, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so then we got to go down. We got to do the press conference with, with Sandberg, and it, the game's not over, you know, but we had to go do everything so the media could do all their jobs. Then we had to get on the buses, right, three hours back to Peoria. Next day, we picked that game up in the bottom of the ninth. We don't score. We go to, I think, the 11th. King County scores twice. We score three, get a walk-off hit, uh, three hours away from where the game had started, then played our regular game the next night. So it was all sorts of craziness wow. um, doing all that. And then, and then we did it again in, in 2010 um, and, and, and did it up there. And, and, and we, we got the, the second time the second time we were there, actually, was the day that um, uh, LeBron and, uh, and Chris Bosh uh, announced that they were going to uh, – to Miami uh, <laughs> instead of to Chicago to play for the Bulls. So the whole like downtown area was kind of bummed out with all of that. Yeah. We were sitting, we were sitting over at Harry Carey's restaurant when they were, you know, they were doing all of that stuff. And uh, we had like our staff meal over there. And then we went over to the ballpark and, and played that second game. But yeah, that, that stuff was awesome. All, all of it was, was great. You know, the, the Cubs were 
fantastic. We had some former employees that were on their staff, so I, I think that helped too. Yeah, because uh, they they sold it, um, you know. But it, yeah, it was it was just a perfect storm. Fantastic, and um, I know we were talking about Wrigley there, but I just want to touch on Miller Park a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, like, so this is cool to me and um, to you as well, probably. But the uh, foul balls that so they open up the windows in the press box, and foul balls literally fly into the press box, and they make holes. Yeah. in the wall and they they take a sharpie and they mark the date and the pitcher and the hitter that hit it and it is just amazing um you know the we, names we, after, that are on there after the first year we played there we started a, a kind of an offshoot of that it's since been painted over because we painted our entire press box like two or three years ago okay uh, but we would have them if they came in if they hit like any of the press box walls or in the big production room, we'd have, if it was a player on our our team, we'd have them come up and autograph the wall. Oh, cool! And then we put the date on there. And if it was a player on another team, we just wrote their name on there. Nice. Uh, although we did have we did have one player on Wisconsin who uh, who came up and autographed it, which was kind of funny. Um, but then when when we when we painted, I think in twenty sixteen, um, that stuff all got painted over. But yeah, there was four or five. You know, and 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 we're a little bit further back. Um, so it doesn't happen nearly as often as it does right. in, in the park. But yeah, we 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 love that tradition when we were there in in uh, in '09, and we started doing that too. So yeah, yeah that was cool. And, and uh, we broadcasted from the Telemundo booth um, or oh, the, cool. the, in in Wisconsin, as we're or in Miller yeah. Park, is where they put us. So it it was, it was all pretty cool. That, that was fun to do too. Nice, nice, fantastic. Well, we'll be right back with this interview with Nathan Believa right after this message. Nathan, did I read this correctly in your profile? You played baseball with Jason Worth growing up. What was that like? Sure did. Yeah, uh, you know that that was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, he's he's a year younger than me, uh, but his his uh, his stepdad, who played in the major leagues, um, was our coach. Okay. Uh, his uh, his grandfather and, and his uncle, uh, Dick Schofield Senior and Junior, both played in the the major leagues. Um, his, his mom was a, a big time track star in, in college and set a bunch of high school records. So super athletic family. Um, you know, so we, Jason was a pitcher to start with pitcher shortstop. Really? Obviously like well, all the best players are when you're 10, right? Yeah. You know, you, you're out there, you, you pitch shortstop, but yeah, we, it, it was good. We, we ended up having four or five kids on that team that, that, that played either, um, you know, college, some kind of college or, uh, uh or pro ball. Um, I didn't last as long as all of the, all the rest of them did. I was done by, I don't know, whenever curveballs start coming in. Um, <laughs> but we, we played in, we played in the Corey League in Springfield, the Bunomatic Brewers. Uh, we started out as a, uh, what was it? Charlie Sattler Oldsmobile Cadillac. I think it was our first team name. And then we were nice. the, the Bunomatic Brewers, but we won the state title, uh, in Corey League three or four years in a row in the late eighties and, and went to the national tournament. Um, so we got to travel around and, and do all that and, you know, stay in hotels when you're, you know, when you're eight, nine, 10, 11 years old and, and you're road tripping and doing that on the weekends to, to big tournaments, you're staying in hotels in you know, Kentucky and, uh, you know, Tennessee, Missouri, and, and all the places we went for, for regionals and, and nationals. That, that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, then we got to high school. I was, I was only playing, you know, summer rec ball by then. I wasn't playing any, uh, any high school ball, but, um, you know, our, our high school team was really good. Um, Jay, Jay played on that. Um, they made it to state my junior year, which would have been his sophomore year. And then my senior year, they won the state championship when Jay was a junior, he was a catcher, um, hit like, I want to say hit like six fifty. um, <laughs> like senior year, just it, somebody, one of the, one of our mutual friends, had the stats up a couple of weeks ago on Facebook and he had like, I want to say he had like 40 more hits than like the net, than the second place finisher. It, it was the, the stats were, were just insane. Um, you know, it was a first round draft pick out of high school um, and, and uh, by Baltimore. 
so yeah, you know, that, that was awesome. It, it was cool catching up with them a few times since, um, you know, when, when I was going to Marquette, we went to Fort Lauderdale for spring break one year and, um, a few of the guys were hanging out on the beach during the day. And I was, this was obviously before this was two, like 99. So it was like way before cell phones and social media and all that stuff. Uh, but, but I, uh, I sent a message through to the Orioles and, uh, and, and let him know that we were, we were down there and, and got a message back to our hotel that he left four tickets at the, uh, spring training complex. So oh, wow. uh, me, me and three of my buddies from Marquette went over there and watched that spring training game. And his wife who had gone to high school with us was, was there. So we sat and talked to her and, and chatted with him a little bit after the game. And, um, and then when he was on Toronto, uh, when he made it to the majors with Toronto, I was going to Florida. Um, so I, I went down to a couple games when they were playing Tampa Bay and, uh, and met up with them there. Um, and then, and the last time we, we saw him was, was when he was with Philly, um, when they were playing St. Louis, but it, it's always, it's always crazy when he was with Philly, the Dodgers and, and Philly and mm-hmm. Washington, he'd come back to either St. Louis or Chicago. And, uh, you know, you'd get a good amount of central Illinois fans that would go either way. Obviously right. his family, would be there. but yeah, his, you know, his family still lives there in, in Chatham and, um, where I grew up and, and our parents run into each other. And uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll hear from my dad that, Oh yeah, we saw, we saw Dennis the other night, you know, out at, out at the restaurant. He said to tell you hi, and you know they talked some baseball, and he filled him in on on what Jason's doing after you know after retirement and all that stuff. So you know that's great. You know our our parents still you know chit chat about us like we're yeah. you know fourteen years old, right? You know, yeah. like that, I think that's how it works with a lot of us now. You know, especially yep. in this Facebook world. But um, yeah, you know, so that that's cool and just a nice little nice little note. You know, I I, w- I wouldn't say we're you know, we're not like the best of friends. We're not great friends. We, we weren't then. We were teammates in high school. And, you know, somebody I rooted for, I think the only time I ever rooted against him was that 2012 playoff series. Uh, he hit the walk-off home run the one night uh, to, to beat the Cardinals. But then uh, the, the Cardinals got the got the win in, uh, in, in game five to, to win that NLDS. And I think that's the only time I, I ever rooted. I was, I was happy, happy as hell when Philly won the World Series just for him. Yeah, uh, you know, to do that. He had a couple big, uh, big runs in those postseason. Did a bunch of home runs, and um, you know, was a, was a fun kid to root for, and um, you know, was 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 great. Yeah, just something now to say, like, yep, I'm from I'm from Chatham, Illinois, and, and went to high school with Jason Worth, and now we're both in our forties, and uh, <laughs> yeah, around talking baseball. It's great, you know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was a big Phillies fan growing up, and then. Um, when I came to the Shorebirds, you know, knew that he was one of the guys that made it to the majors. So, yeah, yeah. so that's uh, fantastic there. Um, you know, certainly appreciate his talent, talent for sure. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's cool too. You know, back home, like a couple of the sports bars, he got his his jerseys hanging up and and stuff like that. And and I, I'm I'm sure when he's back or his, his parents see that, they're they're real proud of that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What was it like? So you alluded to it before. What was it like calling the game on July 24th, 2008? A game that resulted in a benches clearing brawl, a fan going to the hospital, and a player being arrested. Yeah, it it was crazy. Um, you know, the the that memory's gone away a little bit over the the 12 years, nearly sure. 12 years since. Um, I I felt like I was broadcasting a like a Royal Rumble except for like, you know, the Punches were being thrown, baseballs being thrown into the stands, which yeah. I don't think that I don't think the I don't think WrestleMania has gotten to that yet, you know, no. with, with anything. But you know, it, it was just an it was an all out brawl in like five different spots, like you couldn't keep up. And then once it would slow down, it would start up again. And and that was thankfully before Twitter, um, you know, before Facebook, it really you know a little bit of Facebook, um, you know. It, and all of that stuff, we, we were still on a, a regular radio station. It wasn't MILB TV or streamed mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Uh, I remember when it happened, um, you know, as soon as they finally did calm everything down and I could take a breath and I went to break and, and um, called my boss and told him what had happened because he was out to dinner, you know, whatever, that whatever people do more on the road. Yeah. You, you probably know better than I do. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, so doing all that stuff and he was like wait what happened so i told him and i told my board off to play a, a little bit more commercials he was like all right i'm gonna start calling people um i'll let you know what i know mm-hmm. we had like a 45 minute delay and um you know the umpires were gone players were gone 
Um, you know, we didn't know what was going on. You know, their broadcaster from Dayton is coming in to talk to me. You know, we're, we're all trying to figure out what's going on. The official score is in there. They didn't have much as far as replay goes. Um, we had had, I think, three or four players hit the night before. Uh, we had hit one yep. back. Uh, their guy that got hit spiked our second baseman on a, on a force out. That started it. You know, the managers were beefing. Um, you know, and then the next pitch inside, all, all, all hell broke loose. But, um, you know, I remember that my boss called me back and was like, hey, here's what's going to happen. Don't say any of this on air. Don't put it in the um, – you know, don't say it on air because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what we, here's what we think is going to happen because they did arrest uh, the, 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 the pitcher. Um, he was like, so we don't really know what's going to happen. He's like, so we're going to send all media to Chicago for now because they, they know what's happening legally and and their players. So that's what we did, but I'll never forget this. So we, we, we go, we are, our second baseman had broken his leg in the first inning of that game. The brawl happened, I believe in either the bottom of the second or the bottom of the third. Mm -hmm. So our, our athletic trainer was not there because he was at the hospital with the young man who had broken his leg. Wow. To get an ambulance, they had to like cart him off from the field. Mm-hmm. They put him in an ambulance, so our trainer went with them. So we got guys that are all scraped up from this fight, and we have no athletic trainer because he's already at the hospital. Wow. <laughs> they, the umpires threw out like 15 players, right? So we're getting ready to restart, and we've got a pitcher in left field. We've got a pitcher in right field. <laughs> we've got, they've got a pitcher getting ready to come on deck. And the, the, I don't remember, I don't know if it was Walt Jockety or, or one of his assistants, but somebody pretty high up with the Reds was at the game. Okay. Uh, in Dayton is, is a Reds affiliate. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. We can't do this. We can't put pitchers in the outfield. Somebody gets hurt. You know, that's, that's a $500,000 arm out in the outfield, you know, or whatnot. So he calls uh, George Spelius, who was the, the league president at the time, Rest and says, peace. hey, Absolutely. And and says, hey, this isn't good. And George said, I agree with you. Undo all the ejections. I'll deal with it later. So they undid. They they had announced all the ejections. So they undid all the ejections. (laughs) Everybody who was ejected got a harsher suspension. Okay. They got they got one extra game on their suspension, and they got an extra like fifty dollar fine or whatever it was, and that's how George dealt with it. Okay. So that we didn't have relievers <laughs> in left field. Wow. And, you know, guys playing way out of position. And then the other funny thing off of that, well, not I would shouldn't say that was funny. This is funny. So we go to Dayton. We finish that game. We get on the bus. That was our last game in that in town. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we go to we go to Fort Wayne. We go play that game at Wrigley. I get back the next day for to finish that game at Wrigley, and I've got like 40 messages on my voicemail, right? So most of them are media requests. There was one on there. Somebody from the Dr. Phil show wanted to have people from the Peoria Chiefs to come on and talk about anger management. <laughs> I kid you not. I saved that voicemail for like five years until we switched phone systems. We switched, we switched companies here in Peoria that yeah. run our phone, and I lost the voicemail when that happened. Oh, man. And I had, it on my, I had that voicemail saved for like five years. It was a producer from the Dr. Phil show that wanted us to come on and talk about anger management. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you, you might be the only minor league baseball um, you know, media person that's gotten a request from the Dr. Phil show. I, I, I might be. I might be. So. Wow. Yeah. We we had a lot. We could we couldn't do a lot of the media requests for everything in Chicago, but we had you know, we had, we had a lot of national requests and, and looking back it's probably a good thing we didn't take those because they probably wouldn't have been uh been positive in our outlook. Right. We had a guy that went a ninety six mile an hour fastball that ended up in the stands. So uh, and then the other ironic thing is one of my really good friends now who worked for the Chiefs in, in sales for two years in two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve is a Dayton native and he was at that game as a fan. Like, never heard of you know, didn't know anything about the Peoria Chiefs. Was yeah. going to college, went to the, was was from Dayton. It was middle summer. Went that game as a fan, and you know, three years later, started working for us after he graduated. And you know, came up one day was like, "Hey, man, I was at that game." And now he's he's like one of my one of my best friends, and he was wow. at that game as a fan. I'm like, "Well, glad you weren't sitting in the second row behind their dugout." <laughs> yeah, goodness gracious! So, wow. Yeah, but you, you know, you learned a lot. That's one of the things too when you're younger and and. 
not that I was that young then, but a lot younger than I am now, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, these brawls are going to be awesome. I can't wait for it to go. Yeah. After you've experienced one like that, you don't want it to happen anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't want it, like, I want I want a brawl like that to happen, not in a game I'm broadcasting. Because yeah, I don't want sure, to sure. I don't be in that spot again. I don't want to be on that end of it. Like, I'll watch a, I'll watch a great fight between – uh, you know, Beloit and Clinton or Quad Cities in Wisconsin or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll feel the pain of those broadcasters, but I don't want to be in a big, you know, knockdown slugfest like that again because it, yeah. was, it was not fun, and especially now in social media, you, you probably get ripped up a little bit, and, and you just don't need that. Yeah. I mean, you signed up to be a baseball broadcaster, not a uh, yeah. Yeah. not a WrestleMania broadcaster. Yeah. MMA, WrestleMania yeah. combination, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Every broadcaster I've come on, I've asked, jeez, uh, oh, every broadcaster I've asked to come on, I've asked these questions. What's your favorite and least favorite places to go in the Midwest League? The, the cool thing about our league is is there's good and bad with every place you go, and I'm yep. sure that some of them would say that uh, about Peoria as well. Um, I'm a very low-maintenance person, so a lot of the things that bother a lot of the people – uh, about our league, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would I would say that you know, like like the hotel. There's not a hotel in this league anymore that that bothers me. You know, okay. the, the lodge in Beloit. I know it bothers a lot of people. Yeah, doesn't bother doesn't bother me. I, I need I need a bed and a pillow and and a shower. Yeah, and, and I'm good to go. Um, I actually love that courtyard in Beloit because I can sit out there with the with my iPad and a cigar. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, at, at eleven o'clock in the morning and. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and crush that, or I can sit out if I need to do game notes, or if, if it's a work day and I need to do some work, I can sit out there and do that. Um, the, the thing I don't like the most is going to Burlington because commuters suck. Okay, uh, you know, and and they just they destroy your entire day. Yeah, because you know, you, you, if we're playing a seven o'clock game in Burlington, or they're playing a seven o'clock game in Peoria, because they obviously do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're le- if if you're going to take batting practice there that day, you're leaving at one o'clock. So it blows up the middle of your day. You know, you're leaving at one. You're on the bus for an hour and forty five minutes. You get there, you unpack everything, you get the lineup, you got BP. Then the game's over at ten ten thirty. You get food. You know, by by time you get back on the bus, it's eleven eleven fifteen. You get back to Peoria at one o'clock. Then you got to drive to your house, your apartment. Mm-hmm. It's one one twenty. It, 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 whether you napped on the bus or not, you're you're kind of wired still. So yep. you might fall asleep until two. And and that's just a disaster. So, yeah. um, uh, while I love the ballpark in Burlington, I'm mad we don't get to stay at the hotel because everybody else in the league loves their hotel. Yeah. It's oh, it's a water park. It's a bowling alley. It's an arcade. <laughs> We've never stayed there, which that, so that sucks. Um, I love Wisconsin. I love everything about Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, you know they they've got tailgating. The ballpark's yeah. great. Uh, they got a fantastic fan base. There's a lot of things right there around. Uh, the area where the hotel is, there's a huge mall, a lot of food, um, a lot of outdoor stuff. Uh, great, great place to be. There's a walking trail right behind the the, the ballpark. Again, I'm a, I'm a big. I, I go on cigar walks around these places, so yep. that's kind of how I I judge them. Great Lakes is the same, uh, which which is awesome. Uh, Fort Wayne ballpark is fantastic. Um, so I, I think my top two are probably Fort Wayne in the east and and, and Appleton in the west. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the people make a big difference, too. So that, that's a big thing. The thing I hate the most um, are the press boxes in Clinton and Beloit because there's no AC and there's no there's no heat. So if you go there in April, you're freezing. Yeah. And if you go there in August, you're sweating. So and um, in neither place, there's not a bathroom within a 90 mm-hmm. second. You know, you can't make a 90 second track. I've, I've missed batters in both places because I'm you know running back up the bleachers from the yeah. restroom. So I, I think those are the those are the biggest negatives. Um, you know, as, as great as the new ballpark is in South Bend, the the food that they give to the media and and you know the the other media amenities is is probably dead last in the league, which is okay. surprising coming from South Bend. And wow. I know their staff has tried to improve it the last couple of years, but it, it, it hasn't. So you know that that's kind of weird. But man, there, there's not a spot in the league where I'm like, man, I got to because like. I've I've been around the league as you mentioned long enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe my first couple of years, I was like, "Man, there's nothing to do here. This sucks." But I've been around the league long enough that I found things with with the with the invention of Uber. Yeah, that definitely helps because you can, okay. you know, you can you can even if the hotel's not near something, you can get in an Uber. You can get downtown 
or you can get to uh, the River Walk. Uh, you know, in, in Clinton, for example, um, you know, you can you can get to places Beloit. Man, that that park behind, like right next to there, yeah, is it, awesome. You can go walk through there. You can go sit on the picnic tables mm-hmm. uh, under a tree. That neighborhood behind there's got sidewalks and it's a fantastic walk around through there um you know with all that quad cities is right on the river that's just awesome when it's not flooded um obviously and we stay downtown and cedar rapids is, is cool so you know we're, we're we're just really blessed in this league with some great spots the only place i really can't take a good cigar walk though is is king county um because mm. you're kind of out there you're out there kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah um you know, and, and there's that there's the reserve, and so I walked around the parking lot last year just to kind of get out of the out of the booth and do it. But there's um, you know there's there's a really busy four lane street that you don't really want to go running across. Sure. Yep. So uh, that makes it makes it more difficult. I always joke with Joe that I need to like borrow his car so I can go um, you know drive into downtown Geneva or something so I can walk <laughs> around for a while. And, and Joe's a nice enough guy that if I actually asked that he would give me his car keys. But right. I, I don't think I need that pressure. So. No, no. But yeah, you know. I, we got a lot of downtown ballparks, which is awesome. You yeah. know, it, you know, with, with ours, Dayton, Lansing, um, you know, Fort Wayne, South Bend, uh, Quad Cities. You know, you're, you're downtown in all those spots, and it's awesome because it just means that there's there's food, there's drink, there's uh, events going on, stuff during the day. There's river walks, all that stuff. It, it's it's great, man, and, and and the people in this league are awesome too. Like that, that's the other cool thing. You get a lot of people in this league who. Um, you know, there might be some rivalries between some teams, but mm-hmm. there's not real rivalries between the front offices. It's not yeah. hate, you know. Um, you know, we, we all help each other. We're, we're in it for fun. Um, you know, the, there's been a lot of a lot of GMs this league that have been around a long time that I've gotten to know. Um, you know, so it's cool going to see them, especially the guys on the East when we only go there every other year. And I get to see Mike Nutter in Fort Wayne or Jim Jarecki in West Michigan. Sure. Uh, see Jesse and Lansing, and mm-hmm. um, you know the um, Tim O'Brien in in uh, in Lake County, and uh, Eric down in Bowling Green, and see those guys. You know that that that's the cool part. That's what I like, and yeah. uh, you know trying to make those radio guys feel welcome when they come to our place, and sure. uh, you know hanging out with them when we go to theirs, and um, you know some of them that, that have been around longer. You know there there's there's more to do and more to talk about, but you know it, it, it's a cool league. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the record, I would just like to say I would have changed those things in Beloit for you if I if I could have. Yeah, yeah. If you could, if you could have brought a uh, bathroom up to the top of the uh, the press box there, you would have. Yeah, yeah. And then I know that you guys, we, you guys are in the same boat. The only thing is, you guys can like have somebody cover for you for a minute if you need to make that run. Maybe not as much you on PA, but yeah. you know, like the like the other people that are up there. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody can can fill in and, and all that. So the, the cool thing we have now, our bus driver is awesome. So when we're in places like Beloit and Burlington and Clinton, where we're a little bit further away, he always brings me a bottle of water in like the fifth inning, oh, um, nice. you know, which is, which is, which is really awesome uh, for, for Dick to do that. Some places like in Beloit, if it's a uh, hundred degrees, I might not drink that bottle of water. Cause again, I can't get to a restroom, sure. uh, but it, it, it's awesome of him to, uh, you know, to, to, to think of me and yeah. and to do that while he's down there and um, I think he knows that a lot of those places the bus drivers can get stuff for free by being the bus driver so he uh, <laughs> you know he takes care of me and doing that which is great all right yeah um what is what what's the best concessions item in the Midwest League well I know Joe went with the snappy burger so I don't want to copy Joe right. um, I, I I know he I know he said that um I think um, Michael Braskowski said that as well. Did he? Yeah, yeah. And I definitely don't want to double. That's right, he did. I definitely don't want to double dip. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give a shout out to Clinton. Okay, uh, they've got a fantastic um, the garbage pail, and yes. they have, it's everything fried, and it's all into that same basket. I mean, it's uh, I'm probably gonna miss something, but it's onion rings, it's cheese balls, uh, it's jalapeno poppers it's fried mushrooms um chicken tenders chicken tenders you know all that stuff is in there so um it's probably not good to have more than one a road trip going no. through there um you know but but that's definitely something uh burlington and cedar rapids have fantastic pork tenderloins too oh wow uh, yeah they both have really good pork tenderloins but um i think for 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 helping out the fatness during the year i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it on the western division um, you know, in the East, we're eating from the, um, the kitchen a lot. Okay. So they've, they've got, th- those aren't 
true ballpark concession items. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still fantastic food. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but when, when you're eating out of the kitchen, it's like eating from a restaurant and, and those ballparks do it well um, up there. So I, I think that's it. Um, I, I know at our place for anybody who comes to Peoria, and, and hopefully we're playing ball soon and people can make the, the trek out. Hopefully. Our, 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 yeah, our Philly cheese cart is freaking awesome. And the Philly cheese nachos Ooh. are just fantastic. Um, yeah, you, you, you got the nachos, you throw the Philly cheese meat on top uh, and then all the cheese. And if you want onions and, and peppers, they'll throw those on there too. Nice. And uh, that our staff probably uh, dominates those the most, I would right. say. That's that's our, our staff's go-to. So that's uh, – For sure. That, that, that we have at home all right uh where can our listeners find you on social media nathan on uh on twitter it's at and um I, I i try to have a lot of fun there i i uh, you mentioned earlier i'm involved in a lot of sports on there mm-hmm. so i'll uh I'll retweet a lot of, uh, of of English soccer, especially Manchester United or Marquette basketball. Okay, uh, Green, Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I tend to hate watch my teams, but then go nuts <laughs> when they win. Uh, yep. But I always expect the worst and uh, hope for the best, something like that. Dude, um, I'm an Eagles fan. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that's where I am. It's Nbeliva PBP on on Instagram, and then we're at Peoria Chiefs on on both of those. Okay, um, but yeah, mostly just. Mostly just trying to have fun and interact with people and um, get out there. Instagram, there's a there's a whole lot of cigar walks and whiskey drinking, um, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, try to get a lot of pictures around the league, ballparks, um, downtown, stuff like that, uh, around the Midwest League, too. All right. And um, so you're a loyal listener. What's your favorite walk-up or warm-up song over your baseball career, and whose was it? Brendan Ryan, who played for us in 2004, um, and and, uh, and then and then played for the Cardinals, a couple other major league teams. So he alternated between two walkout songs based on whether or not he got a hit the night before, of course, because it's the walkout song's fault, right? Oh, yeah, yep. Um, the the original theme song to RBI Baseball and the theme song to Super Mario Brothers. Those <laughs> were his two walkout songs, yes. and he, and he alternated them. Okay, so. That, that was great. Um, we also had a picture that would get honorable mention, and we asked him why he did this, and he said it was because he just wanted everybody to cheer, and it was the only way they would cheer when he would come in from the ballpark. And this was probably, I mean, it was 10, 15 years ago because that's mm-hmm. when the song was popular. But he, he did the, uh, when he came in from the bullpen, he did the uh, I'm a Barbie girl. Nice. And because he just wanted everybody to sing loud and yeah. scream that part of the song, and he would think that they were cheering for him. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Um, I appreciate you being a loyal listener. And um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening um, to have a drink with me over FaceTime. And um, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. And this will come out next Thursday. Um, so in the meantime, don't go too crazy with the lack of sports <laughs> and staying at home. Um, but yes, thank you so much. I certainly appreciate it greatly. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, and uh, good to catch up with you again. All right, man. Thank you so much, Nathan, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay? Listen to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.